0: is London calling. Here is the last news bulletin for today. The time through which we are now passing is of
1: exceptional character. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 4XR Radio. How you doing? How you doing? All right. Yeah, so, I'm sure most of you tuned in last week will have realised that we were talking about UFC 236 as if it was the weekend that's just passed Yes, because I even thought at the time when we were recording it I've got a wicked idea for a promotion
0: for this (laughs) and then someone handily pointed out Oi, dickheads It's just like weekends don't count unless there's a UFC No, no, I saw your comment on that and I was like that's pretty true, because I found myself struggling like fuck this week to try and find anything other than Artem and Jason
1: Knight Yeah, did you watch it? I, I didn't watch it live. I've seen a few clips. Seen the photo. Se- have you seen the photo of uh, Jason Knight looking like Chucky? Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Chucky without the stitches. Pre and post. Bad. Yeah. It, the thing is, it's just that's all there was, mm. and that's the majority of stuff I saw on Twitter. Was people going? I bought it. I feel a bit dirty. Someone actually bought it down to like your wife is the UFC, your yeah. mistress is Bellator, and then your dirty biker chick, like yeah. side side bitch from the bar is is fucking bare knuckle. Mm-hmm.
1: And you love them both equally. Of course you do. Yeah, I don't know about do. the love them both equally thing, but nah, I like the... I like the uh, Kid Mystery bought, bought the pay-per-view and then fell asleep didn't watch it. Bullshit. <laughs> did you buy it? <laughs> of
0: course you have did. Have you seen any of it? No, I've seen
1: highlights. Uh, your highlights that you... Could, okay. <laughs> ten quid's worth of highlights. Uh, how much was it? Was it ten quid? <laughs> yeah, nine. Oh, man. <laughs> might, how many of those did they have to sell to pay for Artem, do you think? Four. Four. <laughs> For. I
0: don't know. Like, the whole thing—it just felt like they'd taken the UFC script from 1993. And I can't be mad at someone trying to make money and, and getting on the fight game because there's, like Matt Brown was on there, and people were like it's too violent. And he's like, "The fuck are you talking about too violent? It's just fighting. It's the yeah. same shit." I think you get a bit torn up a bit more. I mean, you saw when when your boy Masvidal dished out the three piece in a soda. Dude, I that watched caught his him rematch. instantly.
1: Yeah, I watched his rematch last night on um, what's it called against Ray the bare knuckle the, oh, yeah. the bare knuckle back, uh, the backyard fight take I watched it. that again last night it's a good fight he technically he's very good he always has been though
0: that's yeah. why I think a yeah. lot of people are sleeping on him and even when Ross was here and he was saying is that a bad fight for yeah. him to take and I was like I just don't think he's got the he's not got the same profile but if you know he's lethal you know. Every, in every range yeah man
1: but the thing is with, with the bare knuckle stuff it's a different style of fighting it's a different art and I like the way the, that you, I like the way you push that, you up every time. I have to feel you it. You're fighting without fighting. Show me someone. I have to feel it. I'm feeling it now. It's a different, it's a different posture. It's a different position. If you look at any pictures, any old photos, I've got a oh, bunch the, old yeah, of old yeah. books, like old binnacle knuckle boxing books. Like they they rolled their fist. So it's like a curve to the knuckles. Whereas if you're punching with gloves on, it's, it's like, a, it's more of a flat fist. yeah. yeah. So it's like a different way of fighting, and then oftentimes the lead punch wasn't a jab; it was like a, it was like a knuckle, yeah, like a, like on snatch. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you go. You've been talking up. about snatch all I keep day. About, shall I tell you about you, my daydream? Go on. So no, I, you've told me about I've the told daydream. You about it's it. ridiculous. I, 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 yeah, this is. I'm gonna uh, have a drink while you do yeah, this. Yeah, this
0: is fucking stupid. It's first tangent. <laughs> Apologies. I was late to the gym this morning. You asked me to meet you at the gym, which was fine because we, we there were some people training there. Gonna catch up real quick. So. On the way down. Calpacino. Cappuccino. Shout out to Calpacino. Cal Calpacino turned up yeah. today. Good to see him. He's good, man. He's a nice guy. I yeah. think he's, uh, he's got a massive career. Massive yeah. career. He's him.
1: huge for a bantamweight weight as well. Ridiculous. Yes. Did
0: make me feel very small. Anyway. Anyway. So, as I'm, I come down the M1 and I come off at 22.
1: Yep. So, oh. the M1 is a motorway. I'm going to translate because we're an international right. show. Yes. Did you see the comments? Shit. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much for that. Because people see even the replied comments? to me. I was like, yo, let me know. And then this guy was like, Alabama.
1: I thought all of our fans would be within a twenty-mile radius of yeah. our houses. Yeah, and our mum's
0: friends—they're doing all right. Aren't yeah. They're having a go.
1: They swear a lot though. Yeah. They do swear a lot. What's
0: a, a crump? <laughs> I, just, I don't think you heard that right. I don't think I know what. Anyway, no. anyway, um, so the M1
1: is the main main motorway that goes the main down vein, the main vein, the spine, the spine, and then Junction 22.
0: So Junction 22, so we can go to the Hardy Wallhead facility, which is yep. which is along that way. So, before I'm getting to 22, I'm, I'm driving along and I just start daydreaming. Imagine if Stephen Graham was there. Stephen Graham being... Stephen Graham was in Snatch as Tommy. What's stopping you blowing your bollocks off every time you sit down? <laughs> anyway, Tommy, he was in... This is England. He was yeah. Al Pacino in... Um, yeah. What's it? Is Boardwalk. Boardwalk Empire. Big time. Top bloke. Fucking amazing actor. But he's in the new series
1: of... Um, Line of duty, so there's also no reason why he should have been at the not not a
0: chance. But once Jimmy was in This Is England and he's combo in England, This Is England, and so Jimmy had mentioned at one point, Oh, I might be able to, I'll I'll see if Stephen wants to come down, and I was like, Oh, proper fanboy that, and never even mentioned it at the time, didn't ever think of it again. But then, as I'm driving down, it's a really nice day. And literally daydreaming to myself with a big grin on my face about how good it would be if Stephen Graham was there randomly. How the fuck would that work? And the Junction 22 just went, boom, and just fucked off straight past me. I was in the outside lane. And I was like, ah, oh, I think that was my Junction. And it fucking was. I had to go like 20 miles out my way, then come into a gym full of people, including pro, you name it, and just stood there and go, sorry, mate.
1: So, I so thought Stephen Graham was gonna be here <laughs> and
0: I started daydreaming about it.
1: What a prick. So so was so as well as me and Kid Mystery both oversleeping, we were like, We're gonna be at the gym at ten thirty this morning. I woke up at ten thirty. We were up late editing last night, yeah, I'm yeah. working on a cool video for King I
0: have for seen us. that as well, so I can I can back it that. It's cool,
1: right? But, like, we both, we both overslept. I, I think you managed to oversleep as well, but at the same time, I used to get up and get showered and into the car and drive yes, halfway yeah, to the yeah. gym. And you woke up just as you are passing. I woke up about 22. junction
0: 20, <laughs> as if I'm going Loughborough off at this point.
1: mate. You, you woke up in a daydream about, uh, about Snatch, not... Hang on. That's good. <laughs> That's a soundbite,
0: isn't it? You woke up in a daydream about Snatch. <laughs> oh. How did you wake up? No, you've Sticky. just said it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think you're going to be the better soundbite than me, truth <laughs> me
1: Which of his characters would you rather mess at the gym? Probably Tommy. Tommy, yeah. with, the, with the long beige coat.
0: Yeah, he? yeah. It's fucking... Don't think I've got the minerals. Don't think I've got the minerals. <laughs> it's just that it's when he's, when he's got his gun and he's like, what's that? It's my belt yeah. Turkish. No, Tommy, there's a gun in your trousers. <laughs> what's a gun doing in your trousers? First section Turkish. Protection from what? The Germans? <laughs> What's stopping you blowing your bollocks off every time you sit down? Have you even tried
1: it? And then <laughs> he's out the window. Right. Click, click. What a great brilliant. movie.
0: So yeah, that's the Tommy Adler. Who would you have liked to meet of Stephen Graham's character? I think you'd like to meet the Al Pacino one.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was a fucking savage in that. He was. So it was good. A, it was a great show as well. Steve Buscemi. Yes.
0: Apart amazing. from Steve Buscemi's shoes look like he looked like a clown. You know, at the beginning, anyone else doing that, that role as Noki Thompson when you're on the beach and all the all the stuff's washing up and the, the music's fucking so cool in it. And he's walking away like a dun off the beach. His feet are so long and uncomfortable. Mm. He just looks like a clown. And it, like, it completely takes away from the fucking image. You and notice the weirdest things. Well, this I, is it. This is why I noticed you putting grippy trainers on, <laughs> ready for a throwdown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were blocking my road. Okay. I, to, I think you I need to explain. Words. I think you need to explain. I just... I just came in and switched my shoes because the shoes I was wearing weren't suitable in case I needed to be to be a light on my toes. You know what I mean? Literally
0: the first thing he did. He went around the around the, around the village because there was a blockage in his village that we needed to take care of. I shot the car around the other way and I noticed when he came in, a bit, that like, hackles were up like a dog on the back. Just a bit, <laughs> all right, dude. No, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, fine, fine. Just, just going to swap my shoes out. <laughs> For what reason? They look grippy. They look super grippy. And that was it. You ready to you're ready to have a, a bare like knuckle? Yeah. Just to well, there were them. a few
1: of them, so I was, you know, I didn't you want to be. Went for the big one totally. naturally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you two, go. Three, so, so we're going to talk about two, three, six again this week, and going to go in a bit more depth about it. Yes, well, we can. We had a few we last kind of, week, didn't we? We did, we did. We kind of hustled through it though.
0: Yeah, but we were spoiled because the week before we had Brad Pickett fighting bare knuckle. Yeah. We had flipping uh
1: was it Bellator. So, and, how do you feel about the bare knuckles thing?
0: Um.
1: I've only really asked that question because I want to tell you how I feel about it. Yeah,
0: well, I can take that real quick then. So I feel it's like the promotion that we've got behind the UFC and Bellator and all the rest of it now, it's come so many levels on because I've forever defended it. Forever mm-hmm. defended, it. it's not cockfighting, there's less damage that you take taking in this than you do in boxing, not as many hits to the head and all the rest of it. And the problem is, it seems, I mean, and this is only from the, the weekend's event, not the one that Brad was in because I didn't see all of that. But there's a point where the, the promoter came out and was like, right, you like a bit of action? Well, we give the fucking action. So we're going to take his money off him. And you're like, ooh. And it's almost like they'd gone out of a douchebag book of promoters.com and sort of they've, they've seen how well the UFC has been built or the Bellator or MMA as a, as a whole. And sort of gone, no, fuck it. We're going to start the 1993 program. And it's
1: like,
0: yo, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if the people behind it, it just reminded me a bit of fucking cage rage. Do you know yeah. what I mean? A bit mm-hmm. geezer. Yeah. Get back. Yeah. cage fight fighters. fighters. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's there's been a lot of wicked fights. There's a fight on the on the one that Brad was on, and I can't remember. I think he's the, the guy that was fighting is one of Danny Mitchell's boys. Right. Catches him with the cleanest left hook you've ever seen. They don't come out of it looking like Marshmallow man's been coloured in with red sharpie like Jason mm-hmm. Knight and Autumn did. Yeah. But it was a wicked fight. And Again, it's just content. It's, it's it's just like I don't know football, but there's Premier League and there's other leagues. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just like going watching yeah. bare knuckle at the pub car park on a Saturday night instead of yeah Sunday morning football. Yeah. So I've got there's room for it, mm-hmm. but I just think there's a lot of lessons they could have learned and made it a bit more polished rather than they're trying to go for that. Let's park our cars and they in a yeah. car park. Let's with use the headlights of yeah. the cars
1: to, to. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just I'm I'm looking forward to it. If it does stick around, which it quite possibly will do, and I have no real problem with it. Um, ultimately, everyone should do what, what the fuck they want to do as long as they're not hurting other people yeah. that don't want to be hurt in the process. Yeah.
0: You know? So only bare knuckle box opponents.
1: Yeah, that, that want to bare knuckle box. Yes. Yeah. Now, I have no problem with that. And, they, you know, as long as they're getting paid, they're happy with what they're getting paid for it. Again, I have no problem with that. You know you're going to take a lot more superficial damage because it's bone on bone yes. on your face. It's bone on your face. What's going on today? Covered in piss. Oh. <laughs> it's knuckles banging on your, banging on your cheekbones and on your eye sockets and stuff. It's gonna cut you up, it's gonna make a mess. I can see you just waiting for that. Good at your system. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm good. Find your centre. It's there. Whoosha we'll mm, waterfall. Same one that John Jones sits under when he's in his corner. I thought you meant like a cocaine waterfall. <laughs> Just like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, have you seen that? Have you seen um, Lonely Island? Yeah, I've been singing it in my head. Lacey's been playing a song on this playlist she's been training to, and it reminds me of the Michael Bolton. Uh, this is the tale this of, this of t- Captain Jack yeah. Yes. And the, the best scene in that is the one at the, the end where he's snorting a mount of cocaine. He's just yeah. burying his face in it. And the, just, whole worst of, uh, the whole world's brilliant. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. First it's place rude. of Michael Bolton for, uh, for, for doing he, that. He smashes it. He <laughs> We've gone off on a tangent again.
0: But, yeah, but it's all relevant. It's all relevant because bare what knuckle. Was I to, oh, bare knuckle yeah. waterfalls. Bone on bone, boner to the face. Were, <laughs> you said.
1: Yes. So. At the moment, they're kind of harvesting their talent from old UFC crop. Yes. Like people that have kind of come to the end of their UFC career. And unfortunately, we're getting that association with, well, these guys are UFC fighters and they do this. You know what I mean? That's the problem. I'm looking forward to it. I think it will develop as a sport in itself, ultimately. And I think people will start to realize that the style of fighting for bare knuckle is different. That, you know, the way that you move, the way that you defend... and I think when that starts to develop, I think it will get far more interesting. And it's a skill set in itself. You can't box like I was watching some of these guys on one of the old, one of the the, the previous events. They're still boxing like they've got gloves on, yeah. And you can't punch like that. No. You're gonna damage your hands. You're gonna. It's just not as effective. Well, know?
0: they they found that in the UFC early days before they had gloves. Mm. There wasn't as many strikes. Yeah, people were just breaking hands. And I mean, I've been doing a, a bit of a project for us at the minute, and I can see the the distance between cards back in the day was insane. The, the time spent, like there was like two or three events a year. Yeah, I think if you go back to the Tank Abbots, Pedro Hizzo's, people like that, the Randy Couture's even, the, the, the Josh Barnett's with the dirty boxing, I think if there was, say, UFC as was... And the bare knuckle, mm-hmm. it could have come up together quite easily. I mean, quite easily. there's quite a similar association, and it, it unfortunately it does almost come across a bit more brutal because UFC you can tap someone it's in just two more seconds. More bloody, you know. That's the that's yeah. the thing. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, I get so numb to it. I I watch the events, the kids watch. It's not a, it's not a big scary thing, but there's been people that have come around to my house before. I'm like, oh, what? oh I can't watch this. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> the fuck and they're like look it's, at, just fluids. it's just body fluid it's just people like it's just a fight but I, I completely forget how
1: it originally made yeah. me feel uh-huh. and i think i don't i didn't i never had that i'd never i don't remember feeling like that i just got adrenaline never.
0: i can remember it used to be on bravo before it was picked up anywhere and i think it was about ufc 33 something like that and essentially it was about say five events out as out of Whack, But there wasn't a massive internet stream or anything at the point. It was like UFC.TV or some shit like that. It was old. So I would watch them and it was all your Chuck and Tito, a lot of Matt Hughes, that sort of a Rich Franklin, um, David Loazzo, mm. loads of old school fucking vets. But I can remember lying in bed and just getting <laughs> that Chuck Liddell gif, just getting real yeah, kind of antsy yeah. and just fucking sitting there. just <laughs> I so, just rock. Yeah. I get all I exasperated because I, I, just, I just want to like just let it out a little bit and I can remember because it was on late at night and Stacey would wake up and roll over and be like are you all right?" I'm like yeah it's just in a triangle and she's like what the fuck (laughs) and then she'll say to me in the morning you know you were sleep talking last night you talk about triangles and wizards I was like no 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 it wasn't a triangle wizard it was a fucking it was a fight (laughs) so the the thing is what happened with the UFC it went from that to then building to the ultimate fighter which is when money started getting recognised and people there was a lot of contract disputes after that people like Randy people like BJ Penn and all the rest of it and then the money for the top end almost sort of got sorted out mm. so I think
1: the l- thing is though just sorry to cut you off the thing sorry. is with the bare boxing thing though is that a lot of those guys are coming over from MMA so I would imagine they're already quite savvy with dealing with those contract circumstances so they're most of the guys on that card are probably going to be all right with what they're getting paid. That's what I hope. And that's that was what I
0: was gonna say. Because I see people like if this bare knuckle thing had come along like a dream or a pride or whatever, where someone like Randy would have bounced over to. I think someone like that has been far too savvy in the money side of things and managed to get that taken care of. I'm not saying that someone like Brad hasn't, but there's certain people that you see doing it, and it's if it's a friend or a colleague and you know they've like they've walked out their career a little bit you sort of don't want to see him then
1: entering something which is slightly more dangerous yeah, because yeah. I'd like I, to think... I was worried for Brad, I'll be honest. I, I love Brad. And I, exactly. I, 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 you know, he's he's one of those fighters, absolutely, that should have been able to just leave his hat in the octagon and never have to worry about working a day again. Exactly.
0: And Yeah, and not not take the piss kind of thing, but like just be, just, he's, he's paved the way. I mean, we were talking about it before a number of times. There's Ross Pearson, yourself, Bisping, there's Brad... There's like Lee Murray, the, the, the Ian Freeman, old, old, yeah. old school, and Mark Weir, Mark Weir, man, the Wizard, the Wizard, literally. What
1: I mean, he got the fastest knockout. Fastest knockout. Yeah, was that UFC thirty-five? Brawl, at the, brawl hall. at
0: the Hall. There was a brawl at the Hall, and Mark Weir at was his 35? knee.
1: Yeah, Is it thirty-five?
0: Thirty-three, Yeah, 34. I don't know. I beat when we on. get when we get the wall up in the lab, be, yeah, I'm on twenty-four. Oh, dude. I did beat. We, you with we the, have a,
1: we have a, we're building a new set. We're building a new set. Well, not this check. set this is my this. gym we're actually just just in my gym right now no we've got a set we're building next door for a new show coming up called The Lab and it's going to be the bollocks the wall is, the wall is and awesome it,
0: and it's only going to it'll be here as soon as I can do this artwork it's taking you forever
1: I do appreciate that but it's
0: going to be awesome but I've got to 36
1: from 33 and it's not there is it 31 yeah. no no it was later than that UFC brawl at the hall the, the thing with the bit... so what I was what I was about to say with the bit boxing on. is the there are a lot of guys and you made the point as well if that was around at the same time as those early USCs, there would have been some guys like Tank Abbott if it, if he could have got paid you, your phone's ringing that's my wife oh don't worry send her a message while I'm talking okay we don't wanna don't wanna leave her hanging um go on we were talking about bare knuckle boxing you were we? and you said Tank Abbott Tank Abbott right if if pickle boxing was around at the same time as the UFC and imagine the pay scale was about the same for both exactly there, there would have been there would have been guys in our gym that would have been like ah i don't want to grapple i'll do this exactly i can think of you would know, the first name that comes to mind i'm not gonna mention his name but you know I'm talking about oh i love a fight Yes. Right? Yeah. There yeah. are guys he's a free man. <laughs> there are guys in that were in our gym that would have quite happily have rather done that. Yeah. And it's a different art, it's a different sport. And and I think I think MMA's kind of paved the way for that. Yes. Because if you go from boxing to and with traditional karate and Taekwondo in the Olympics with judo and then barnacle boxing, like there's a knee jerk reaction that immediately stops that happening, yeah, now, I think. That's pub fight. Whereas I feel like MMA's kind of been the segue to allow vernical yeah. boxing to yeah. happen.
0: I think fighting's a lot more recognised and, and and accepted now. Mm. Like I I know I've said it before. And appreciated. And appreciate well, this is it. I always use Stacey's mum as an example 'cause Always. She's 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 a smashing lady, is Jane. She's she's in the army for a long time, so she's 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 well respected. So you're not gonna say anything untoward no, about it. you wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare. She's she's <laughs> she's a superstar. <laughs> she would yeah I have got, got a video my, of her being choked out by Moo before got which you, I'll have to put that on um, but she I once lent her the ultimate uh, I can't remember which seasons it was she, they, her and my father in law Steve watched the entire back catalogue of ultimate fighter when I had my own fight pass that I had to lend out to people and uh, basically they watched that <laughs> got massively into the UFC and then I got there one Sunday and she looked at me and she just shook her head she went and it was when Rich Franklin had fought Vanderlei and she looked me dead in the eye and said, I do feel for sorry for the axe murderer. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And this nana-age lady saying that to me with Vandalay just rocking his fists. And yeah. I'm like, how the fuck? That's not normal, but that's come full circle. That's
1: good. I've, I have felt sorry for the axe murderer in the past, though. I have. But then at the same time, I've rocked up to his gym in Vegas, which has now been flattened. Oh, really? Apparently they're putting a football stadium there. For him? No, not for Vandalay. Was he running away Van- from it Van when Derlei they flattened FC. it? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't running away from it, he? was just it, standing he? outside the gyms trying to stop him. Just, just with a huge guy behind just him. The bottom was Harry. I remember arriving at Vandele Silva's gym for a photo shoot with one of, one of our old sponsors and he pulled up in an Aston Martin <sighs> with his face on the side doing that. Like a, like a like proper like roaring with, with clenched knuckles. So you, like you've got this, this image of this person that's going to step out of this, right? All right. Right? <laughs> A terrifying individual. Yeah, he steps out. He's got a little chihuahua under one arm and like a pork pie hat, of course he and has. the biggest smile on his face. Yep. And he just walks into the gym. He's got his flip flops on. He's like, ah. imagine the wrong person saying the wrong thing to him. I know. Ah. Yeah, savage. There's a video he of becomes him becomes the guy on the side of his yeah. car
0: because I did feel sorry for him when he when he made a logo for his brand, which was like Team Wanda or whatever it is, and he then had that much plastic surgery. The silhouette of the logo face doesn't look like his face anymore.
1: Dude, he had that thing done with his eyebrows, didn't he? Take all the scar tissue. It's out.
0: insane, but mate. I can remember seeing him, and then when he came back out, and I was like, "Who are you? Who else had
1: that done, though? There were a couple of fighters. Didn't Nick Diaz have it done?
0: Quite possibly. Where
1: they have like, I mean, I mean this this might be completely nonsense. I, I've well, th- I've been dreaming about Stephen Graham. So you crack well, on. <laughs> that's true, but I'm sure like the cut. And they they pull the they pull the skin down and they they chip a bit away. Basically, yeah, because obviously, like when you're if you look at any old school photos of boxers, you'll notice that they've got like a really prominent brow and cheekbones. Yeah, that's so all calcification from getting hit over Smashing and over it again. Up and then, yeah. yeah, so like like sometimes you'll get edges on that, which will be which will be pro- problematic for the skin, especially if you've got loads of scar tissue. Yeah and they yeah so apparently they, they take the skin away they file it down they put like a membrane underneath they put it back mm. but that's what Vandalay did but he just he had that like stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. god that. his old fights were awesome though May remember that. when he used to walk out in pr- at Pride to Darude oh <laughs> yeah did you see my new rising gloves I did see them where them are they were you grabbing those uh, I saw them Nice. Drops?
0: I saw them and I didn't want to touch them that's how much they were still in, in boxes, box, right? Yeah, I and I was like oh I,
1: know. I can't touch I
0: can't play with them
1: Yeah, man. Look at these bad boys. Dude. They they took ages to come from Japan. Japan. Oh, kid mystery on camera. Look at this. Check it out. Hey, there he is. That's what he looks like. You're on On Instagram now, aren't you? Raptors underscore MMA. The Raptors. That's it. Yeah. Is it? Raptors. Raptors There we go. The Raptors underscore MMA. we have already got about 1800 followers. Yeah.
0: Like out of nowhere. Ben's got 50. Ben the dog Ben the dog Ben's on Instagram is that his Instagram Ben the dog no his name is his Instagram name is Bonadidenti (laughs) why because it was going to be Pepe Luigi, but he didn't like it
1: (laughs) but he didn't like it (laughs) no
0: I asked him I I have to it's like a yes no thing I have to say give me a paw if you want it and it's like do you want to be Bonadidente? and he was like I'll have some of that Ben the dog that's a bit too obvious isn't it these bad boys (gasps) dude let me see let me feel the fibre of your fabric
1: (laughs) Like I, have to, I have to buy gloves and test them. So I've got all my old UFC gloves up there with Cage Warriors and a bunch of other ones. I've got some Bellator ones that my friend Paul Barton rubbed for me. I've got some Yokao ones. I've got the new Cage Warriors ones, the Fairtex nice. ones there. They like, are they curved like this? Yes, they are a little bit, but these are kind of oddly curved. Like, all the patterns are out at the back of the knuckle, which is really strange. I like the neoprene bit around the thumb. I like the fact that they look like Ninja Turtle skin.
0: Yes. But it looks a bit more like a tortoise hand than a turtle (laughs) hand, because it's a bit dumpy, isn't it? A bit dumpy.
1: Yeah. And then i got the Shuto ones as well, which are pretty much the same. Slightly different. Thumbs different. Yeah, nice. uh, I'm going to put a bag up later in here. I'm going to hang a bag from that clip there. And I'm going to test them. I'm going to see how they hold up. I'm going to probably drive on the M1 and think about other... Other movie stars. Movie stars, British celebrities (laughs) that I
0: can think about (laughs) having tea with.
1: Um... <clears throat> all right, Wait, what do you want to talk about on 236 that we didn't talk about last week? Or, uh, the, or that we spoke about last week that you just want to say again? Because you, you can.
0: Well, we can, not yeah, because I know that Kelvin got a bit of a bum rum last week, didn't he? A bit hard on him.
1: Someone told me, someone someone you messaged were, me. You well, were horrible about so, it. Someone messaged me. You were calling him all kinds of names about Custard.
0: But the thing is, that's it. he did have a big old blackhead on
1: the back of his neck, which it looked like he was going to explode. It wasn't blackhead; it was it was staff that was looked like a staff infection. It looked like a snake staff. Like, do you remember when Kevin Lee had it on his yeah, chest? yeah on his chest? Yeah,
0: insane. Well, it was one of them. It was, the YouTube video went up, and and I think was it? I can't remember who it was who commented on there, and they said um, basically, we need to get Owen into an event. With all the fighters he hates, that's being commented on by Dominic Cruz, and I was like, <laughs> "That's okay, that's, I can do that. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not shy. I'll go." But at the same time, hate was really strong word, and I was like, "Fucking, I don't hate anyone. I'm a lover, not a fighter." But at the same time, there's there's things people will rile me, but it's normally for it's normally for a reaction. So I was thinking about it, and I was like, "I was the person that always backed Kelvin up before because of what he did to Uriah Hall." And no one expected him to win that, and he did go on a bit of a tear. I think the thing that bothered me a bit was the after he hit, after he knocked out Bisping, and Bisping had sort of been knocked out by GSP. If you know what I mean, it's like he stepped in for round six Mm -hmm. and biffed him, and Bisping was doing the UFC a favor, and it just was a bit bitter to swallow that. And then he was doing the whole Henry Cejudo thing with someone else's belt, and I was just like. He's not really a gimmick. Like we was talking earlier about um, Cal Eleanor, mm-hmm. and he's
1: got a wicked. he's like his yeah. character, if you like, yeah. very yeah, yeah. dapper. Yeah, is that and, sponsor is that Master Debonair sponsor. Yeah, wicked. Yeah, wicked they need series. to send us some gear, so <laughs> yeah, we're not just wearing
0: snappies. But <laughs> with with that in mind, I don't. I can see similarities between him and Connor, mm-hmm. but I don't see him running his mouth like Connor does. It. I don't see like it's essentially the whole gimmick is just that they look. They both look dapper. Whereas when you go on the other side of the coin, you've got someone like Henry Cejudo, who, I mean, even Nick Pete says it himself. He says it best. I think he's dead something like, just fuck off. Because <laughs> he's just being that douchey McDoucherton. Do you know what yeah, I mean? He's but, just being...
1: But a, the thing is, though, like if anybody is going to be, like he, he's qualified himself to be that guy as an Olympic gold medalist and now a UFC champion.
0: Yeah, but he's almost talking about himself in the third person.
1: I don't like that. I'm and not I a fan of that. No. Dan Hardy would never do that kind of thing. <laughs> The outlaw disagrees (laughs) Fucking out But do you know what I mean And then
0: It's almost like Kelvin Gaston's got this Massive range of people To look at and think Well I'm always the underdog And I always fucking win And I'm really fucking good So so how does
1: How does speaking About yourself In the third person Compare to having Your own name tattooed on you Is that like That's pretty bad Does one rank above the other I think no, because a lot- because, because we could populate a whole UFC card with fighters that have got their names tattooed. Yeah. And, and you might have to sit next to Dominic Cruz and commentate it. I would do it. I would it. imagine.
0: <laughs> Dom, yeah, I think Dom's
1: got a tattoo. I think he was doing it <laughs> you, to get mad at they his dad. It would unplug your mic in about three <laughs> minutes. Not even a minute, man. <laughs> no,
0: I minute. Mean, it'd be like the fucking McGregor, McGregor Mayweather tour where
1: Connor's just there going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. could just see it unwinded, he's going. <laughs> just hit
1: bong bong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kicking off for the people only listening in audio. That was Owen. I was doing an impression of kind of <laughs> kicking off at Dan <laughs> because Mr. his Harley. mic wasn't working. Yeah,
0: but oh. I, yeah, I mean, I think the the name in a tattoo can be forgiven because you can you can get a tattoo when you are eighteen now. Mm. Obviously, legally it's eighteen. So a lot of people. My brother-in-law did it. He had a, he had a reaper on his back and it said Sloman, and that's his surname. I was like, why? He's like, look and yeah. if you asked him now would you have it again he'd be like mm, probably not yeah and I think it's like Justin Gagey he's got a big just Gagey across his but I mm-hmm. think there's a lot of, the problem is with tattoos is so many it's so easy to say there's that many regrets because it's like when who is it is it Mike Perry that's got God's gift on his stomach yeah but he's got it like this big <laughs> yeah So it's kind of like I'm not committing to it, but if you can get close enough, you can read it says. Yeah. The price doubled every
1: time they went up
0: a font size. Yeah. (laughs) So eighteen dollars, and he's like, "Ooh, back it off, back it off." So yeah, I think talking about yourself in the third person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the thing with the name tattoo on the back, like I, I I thought about this the other day. We were going through. I've got a big box of patches for like jackets and stuff, and um. Um, and I've got a couple of patches that were from old fight shorts that I've got old tie boxing shorts when like a sponsor of mine sent me these shorts and they were awesome, like half black, half red. And I had my name on one leg and the outlaw on the other. Yeah and I used to wear them and I used to think they were cool but that was a time when nobody was watching me fight and knew who I was so that was a good yeah. way of, of letting people know who I was so they could come back and watch me fight again Yes. and I think when like, like maybe when they're wrestling they're coming through high school or whatever and they go or you know college they go right I'm going to get my name tattooed on my back so people know I am when I'm competing it's harder to stop wearing that exactly exactly see I won't yeah. wear shorts with my name on now no see I've unless, got- unless it was for my website which, which I have done so, yeah, uh, a bit see, it's I've tricky. i kind of shot myself in the foot there, aren't I? No,
0: because I agree with what you're saying. Because <laughs> I've got obviously, we found all your walkout shirts, and for me, it's insane because I can remember all your fights that these were in, and obviously, I wasn't around at the time to grab those t shirts. So, you gave me a selection of old school walkout stuff, which is wicked, but I would never wear it here. Or if we were going <laughs> to meet up somewhere, I wouldn't be walking along in your <clears throat> Fear the Fighter. I love the Fear the Fighter walkout shirt yeah. for whatever reason, I like that one, but it's one of them where. I wouldn't wear it here or if we were going out together because then you'd just be like, hey? <laughs> <laughs> don't know if you noticed, but it's
1: his t-shirt, isn't
0: it? <laughs> just, it's a bit dicky, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I wear them, especially the Mexican, down. I think that's my
1: favourite. Yeah, that was the very first one. Yeah. I looked like like a Mexican Freddie Mercury on it. It was a, it was a nemesis fight gear. Stay show me. Stay good show effort, me. There you go. Effort.
0: Just wants to mention Freddie Mercury then. Sorry to cut you off she showed me a meme on Saturday and I was worse for wear and it was the great British bake-off and all three of them saying, how many cakes do you want to bake, Freddie? And then as you roll up, it's just Freddie Mercury. I want to bake three. <laughs> 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 and you, as you can imagine, I was absolutely woozled. So I was yeah. laughing for about so you, 25 <laughs> minutes. I thought at first, she was talking about a Freddie Flintoff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Which then you made, thought you were going to get cake. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was disappointing. I don't mind a bit of cake. What so about the main event? Somebody somebody punked me the other week, the other day, and sent me. The, we panicked, didn't we? Was it you? No, it wasn't. You it, laughed no. way too hard, then. I thought no. you were taking. I thought he was taking <laughs> credit. Like someone tagged me in a post on Instagram of like Dustin Poirier saying the fight was cancelled. So I took a screen <laughs> screenshot of it and sent it to like my UFC WhatsApp group with John Gooden, Ben Chilbury, Gary Donald. Oh. Put it in there. I sent it to a bunch of people, and yeah, it was it was not true. Oh, did they just thank, send you? Thank. F- Thank goodness, I nearly swore them. Yeah, don't swear. Thank goodness, be because we have a we have an inside the Octagon up. Yeah, but did you did they send you like the, the emoji of Kermit the Frog in a cup of tea? Just saying, oh, God damn, <laughs> <it>. line <laughs> and sinker. I can't believe it. Yeah. Not normally, I hear about those things through those groups. You see, so I thought I'd I'd got the news first this time around, and I was gonna yeah hey, oh boys I was gonna jump in check but, it.
0: Yeah, see, I, I yeah. well I don't want to fate when it comes to uh, don't. We're
1: still a few days out. Yeah, I mean, we're just Oh no it's, it. no, it's Thursday today, isn't it? I always forget. Shit. We yes, always record this on a Monday and it goes yeah. out on a Thursday. Well, there's always
0: so much shit that comes mm. out. Like TJ popping, we never got to talk no. about that because that was the day after. Which, it's a bit obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Fair enough. And then Connor retiring. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Has he? Really? Simple. Mm. I suppose we covered it real quick, but we didn't get a chance to cover it because we wouldn't like get together for two minutes. Yeah. I know they did that on, I was listening to the Brad Pickett podcast because I'd listen to hours and Yeah, so he's got a new podcast on, yes, on BT, hasn't he? He has. And he had your book on there and I the one, like, one punch oh, pod.
1: Him. Yeah, one yeah. Punch shout out pod. to Brad. Thank you, mate. Nice yeah. one. We we still need to get him on one of these. We need, need we, we to, need
0: to because we need a we need to get the dogs together now that De Denti yeah. has his Instagram and then he's got a little fluff ball and you got here.
1: has his got dog got on Instagram. I don't know. I can't believe we're talking about this. This is a. This is a. This is a cage fighting cage podcast. We're talking about
0: uh, batlaserapsoz uh, uh, and cover, cavapoos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He is a multi poot actually. Is she a multi poop? Yeah. Across yeah. between a Maltese and the poodle. She yeah. is a fucking diva. Yeah. I love yeah, it. She's got a wicked takedown game as well. Yeah, to be fair, she sprawls hard. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I've trained her well. It's true. She gets gets a hold of a toy and then she just won't let it go. And I, I, I attack her front legs. She's constantly Put it slipping. Bang, yeah. Straight yeah, down.
0: A bit like Chuck <laughs> Ben's very susceptible to a darse. is it? Because he wants to try he wants to lick your face. So you can you can call him in mm. and he's like,
1: Oh you beat it, let me have a sniff. And
0: you're like Mm. tap, motherfucker.
1: Well, well, Holloway's not got a beard, so Poirier's probably not going to get caught in that trap this week, is he? <laughs> Nicely brought back, brother. Did you like that? Yeah. Did you just so like that? Like let's have weird. a
0: look at Max Holloway and Poirier. Because if we go on Poirier and look at his last few fights, the names he's beaten... Yes. Because we need to touch on Eddie Alvarez real quick as well after that we spoke about him in his debut at one. And we said it didn't look like him and he pulled away. Did you see the pictures of his eyelid that had exploded?
1: No. It
0: split the top and the bottom full tilt oh. Oh, oh, it's horrible it was awful and you could tell why he just yep, why it yep. turned away he did oh, Okay. I did like the way that they spelt oh. Timothy though Timothy his opponent was called Timothy he with was. an S Timothy Timothy. <laughs> Timothy did make me think of someone drinking <laughs> a regal Earl Grey in a garden do you know what I mean Timothy Timothy beat Eddie Alvarez with a punch to the eye you know what I mean? Pretend like you don't know what he means. You have to know. I, mean, I, was, I can't continue. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about Forrest Griffin. He sounds like a character from Harry Potter, right? <laughs> he does. Have you met the Forrest Griffin? <laughs> you have to give him 10 sheets and a broken nail. Do you know what I mean? I don't watch, I've not seen Harry Potter's, but it just it makes... Sounds it sounds like you haven't. It makes me... You've it got children. Think, have you not seen Harry Stace Potter? Stace is mad into Harry Potter. She does all the Harry Potter stuff. I do right, Star Wars. Okay.
1: You stay in the kitchen and... Work on Full Reptile stuff. That's exactly what I do, yeah. <laughs> I can't, yeah, can't get into it. It kills me a bit. So you were talking about his last few fights yes. before you went off on, a, on an Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez, tangent. insane. He finished Eddie Alvarez.
0: That's, on, that's yeah. unusual, right? Yeah. Just engagey. what the fuck in know, round four especially
1: after how he's looked in his last couple of fights yeah and I'm survived telling you, he's, he's the one to beat Khabib uh,
0: mate you called it and the problem is this is another thing with this going on a Thursday the amount of shit we talk about on a Tuesday that we have not spoke to the fight disciples I'm strolling through the woods Tuesday morning with like taking Ben for a walk and all I can hear is them saying and I'm like oh fuck <laughs> everything they're saying we've already said but and, as he's coming out yeah. late, and it looks like we've just gone oh is, is that right Nick
1: I'll use that and oftentimes I want to respond to the things they've said as well and yeah. we record before. but we need to we need to address this maybe we need to change the record day
0: or do theirs then ours and then we do one where we argue between the two
1: that's a good one I like that yeah yeah well I've got we've got a new a new work recorder with four more mic ports now so we can do all four of us on all on, the on Skype and yeah just get it in we'll get it in we'll get us in the cage at the gym dude perfect would you, would you cage off the
0: cage would you <laughs> have like a like a prison wall in between <laughs> With a telephone. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to two three. Anthony uh, Anthony Pettis. Yes. And Alvarez. I know right. So the the no contest, but he still fought Eddie Alvarez mm-hmm. and didn't get knocked out in the first two rounds. So that's a win. Jim Miller. The Michael Johnson thing, that was a big punch at one thirty five. But before that, Bobby Green, Joe Duffy, Yancy yeah. Medeiros,
1: Diego Ferreira. It was only Connor yeah. and See, and you've got two Southpaw strikers there. Conor McGregor and Michael Johnson, two guys that are fast Southpaw strikers. Obviously McGregor is a, you know was a featherweight as well. Michael Johnson is now a featherweight. Yeah. Um and then Cubs Wonson who fights Southpaw as well. I just I feel like as long as as long as Holloway spends most of his time fighting Orthodox in this fight, Poirier is going to be quite comfortable pushing forward and backing him up. I think we might see Poirier hesitate when Holloway switches to Southpaw. Yes. Because especially, especially if he's doing it quite fluidly like Holloway does, yeah. we might see uh, Poirier kind of second guessing himself a little bit. The, the,
0: the one thing that bothers me more than anything is that Max never looks rattled mm-hmm. ever. And when I say it bothers me, it's it's more a concern for Poirier because I think Poirier's got that hunger and that determination to want to climb that mountain, to be champ and do everything he's always said he was going to do because he's come from nothing. He was like in a one-bedroom apartment with his missus. Same missus that stood by him. So it's a wicked story. And he is an awesome fighter. He's always performed, always looked good whenever he's fought, win, lose or draw. And Max, Max was coming up at the same time. He's done that same sort of thing, but he just managed to dethrone a king justify dethroning the king and then fuck everyone up ever since mm. and he's not even done it where you're like oh this is close it's just he's got absolute belief in himself and yeah. I mean the Ortega fight was insane because he got lit up a little bit he got caught a few times and Ortega's mad dangerous and for him to sort of come out of that just look at Joe and go alright what do you say now oh yeah pull the trigger yeah two, <laughs> two minutes oh you're not coming out alright and it looks fixed mm. Do you know, not that it looks fixed but it looks it's too scripted that's too that's so good Whereas, like you say, he's longer, he's quite fast, he's got that confidence. I, I can just see Max doing it, mm. which concerns me because.
1: Do you, do you think so? I don't want Pore to lose. Do you think Max is going to be able to take the shots of a one fifty five the same as he could at a, a featherweight? Like he was walking through shots from from Ortega. Not that Ortega's a massive puncher. I mean, if you think the shots that have done damage, the one that he hit uh, Frankie Edgar with was an elbow. Wow, that was the, that, that took that Frankie that up his feet. It off. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like like he was he was taking those shots fairly comfortably from Ortega and backing him up. But I, I just wonder whether Poirier at one fifty five hits a lot heavier and Yes. Yeah. Well that's an I mean?
0: interesting thing because essentially if you were to put this down and break it down into who you think is gonna win, it would always be Max, I think. But the unknown entity is that changing weight look Mm. at TJ when TJ fought the
1: other day see I think Max Holloway hits harder at this weight I think I think when he moves up I think the one thing that we're going to see changing because if you look at the fight against Ortega he was hitting him as much as he wanted he broke the record 290 strikes insane but at no point did you see him hitting with a clean shot and you thought like I'm like yeah yeah like it was just it was more like a bare knuckle result with just the damage on his face instead of the actual knockout finish so I think him moving up to 55 now, I think at some point in that combination, he's going to find his knockout shots. But
0: the thing is, Poirier has knocked out Gagey. Yeah. Um, people, you don't just knock Gagey no. out. No. Same as, same as then, Alvarez.
1: And he took a lot of leg kicks in that one as well. He and did. he kept throwing, kept throwing hard. And I think Max Holloway is going to try and exploit the kicks, but I, I see Poirier is going to wrestle him. I think Poirier What oh, do you try. think yeah, yeah. you think we're going down to I the think, ground I think well I mean I'd, whether it hits the ground or not I don't know I I, th- I can think I can see Poirier punching his way into a clinch and then trying for takedowns against the fence Max's, I think is, I mean, Max's, Max's takedown defence is insane It's in like, like you know. 83% or something like that it's really good and then the times when the times when uh, when he's comfortable in defending takedowns is when he starts attacking next and Poirier because he stands square he does level change into the fence yeah. you know so yeah so you, it's, a, it's a really evenly match fight. Who do you think? Head and heart. I think Max Holloway by decision. I think in the fourth.
0: Really. I think he puts it together and maybe guillotines him. And I, I think, don't know why. I and, think yeah,
1: a guillotine really. Yeah,
0: I think that essentially they're up against the cage. I think Dustin Poirier shoots in or push tries to get him off him off the cage, and Max jumps.
1: I don't know why. I think mm. it's that detail, but I can, okay. I don't know. He's just well. If you're right, I mean, you know, you're hell. gonna look like a genius. I'm gonna look like a budgie off a of carry on film. <laughs> they can predict. They can predict the horse racing. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I, I, I can see Holloway taking a decision. I can see, I can see Dustin getting beaten up and frustrated, but not massively hurt by anything. But I do think Max Holloway's gonna look better at this weight class. Okay. Well, and if I Dustin,
0: think- if Dustin does win, sorry to cut you well, off. If Dustin does win, how does he do it?
1: That's a good question.
0: Can you see him subbing him? Can I can you see, see him, him controlling him. him to I can sub him? see him.
1: Yeah, I could, I could see him. I could see him wrestling Holloway to the point where Holloway starts to slow down and starts to fatigue, and then getting caught in a darse. I can see. I could see Poirier catching him late with a choke. What did he do I, him with I, the I first I don't time? see. I mean, you know, this is MMA, but I don't see Poirier catching Holloway with anything clean and no, and really, really hurting him.
0: No. So beating with a triangle first, to
1: them. I can see Gastelum more likely hurting Anderson you with a big shot. Yeah. than I can Poirier.
0: This that's the thing with with Kelvin. He is he's Mystery's got, yeah he's got heavy hands, man. And I think Israel's got that uber confidence at the minute, almost the Anderson Silva Wideman confidence. Mm. And as much as he looked good against Anderson, I thought he was. I thought he was going to do more. If I'm honest, I thought he was going to put him to sleep. I thought he was going to finish him.
1: Was that a respect thing, though? Do you, do you think, think that would so. be different? Yeah. Get different against um, Gastelum because he's of a like of a similar kind of yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah, completely. Because I just think he looked like he was being too respectful for Silver. Yeah, and I think I think Silver may have may have felt that as well.
0: And I think a lot of I mean we know that he got into Derek Brunson's head, mm. but that's the only finish he's had, isn't it? Oh no, he uh, finished beat Rob Wilkinson.
1: Like you look at his last loss, so like so, Gastelum's last loss is uh, Chris Weidman, who took him down, in and arm am trying, I'm trying. Aside from that, he's beaten Jacare Bisping, Kennedy, and Hendricks since he's uh, since he's moved up.
0: But he's also fought Vitor, which I know is a no contest, but he's been Sorry, in there and
1: Hendricks go. was the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like he's, he's beating big, strong, powerful yeah, yeah. middleweight, so the size is not a, not a difference. The difference in this one, if he's going to lose, is going to be because Adesanya is too fast.
0: So do you reckon he's going to try and cover that distance? I think he's going to have to dirty boxing. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I'm quite maybe quite similar to what Poirier is going to do in the main event. I think yeah. I think if I'm Gastelum, I'm looking at Adesanya like this guy needs space to be comfortable. He's the majority of his of his shots are going to be from the outside. So if I close distance, I'm at least bringing myself into 50 Yeah. Whereas if I'm on the outside, I, I'm I'm getting picked off without i being able to land. And he's a lot and I think thicker, isn't he? He is, and I think he can also lean on his takedown game as well.
0: Well, look what he just look what he did to Uriah Hall.
1: Yeah, it, that's a good example. When he that's when a he when example. he beat you someone like- like- that needs space, yeah. someone that can be crowded and can be flustered if they if they're under pressure.
0: Uriah Hall's like uh, an Israeli Adesanya. But I always, I've not seen them in person, but I always feel that Uriah Hall looks like a bigger bloke. Mm-hmm. Israel seems quite—he seems like he's a, a maybe a weight class down. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you know what I'm saying? I so, would
1: imagine to be quite a similar size standing next to each other. But I mean, Kelvin's they, only they they got better move, since. Yeah, they do move quite quite differently though. I mean, like if you think Uriah Hall stands quite stands quite high a lot of the time, yeah, it's because he re- relies on his reaction times, whereas Adesanya relies much more on. Like, like the length of his stance, She's to... And, and yeah, and, and intimidation as well. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel like Uriah Hall uses the intimidation of what he's capable of yeah. quite as well as Adesanya does.
0: I think that intimidation is the thing that that won his fight against uh, what's his name. What did I say?
1: It's Silva. No, against Derek Brunson. Yeah, he's more yeah. the because Derek Brunson just didn't seem turned Dude, on. Derek Brunson's just like if if he catches you in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. Then you know Getting he can over. knock you out, but he he's like he's so his style is so raw, he's so ragged. Like there are so many gaps in his game when he comes charging forward. Yeah, like chin comes up, hands come out. Like, that's why Whitaker was was him on the way in. Yeah, and and, and he and he gave Whitaker problems in that in that early going. Exactly, but and that's, that's just because the the pressure he brings. Yeah, but the I, thing, like you said, Adesanya was able to stop him doing that by being intimidating. Yeah, I don't think he gets that respect from Gastelum though.
0: No, and I think. If, yeah Gastelum Gastelum can make this really ugly he He needs to I think I think he can you don't want to get
1: caught in a a street fighter game does he with with Adesanya
0: no because I don't think Gastelum has been highlight reel knockout had Uh, knockout knocked out I can't think of anyone that's
1: knocked him out no
0: especially not highlight reel like that no 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 no, lost to Neil Magny decision was split same as Tyron Woodley
1: but then like Adesanya I just I wonder how he does against the grapplers in the division like I, I think, think we're going to find out, like, man. If Adesanya takes the, takes the interim title, then you've got to think, Weidman and Jacare and Romero are all thinking, I need that fight. <laughs> yeah. And get that interim title. All day. All three of those guys yeah. would think they can close distance on him. Easy. But I, I
0: don't think that the the older generation of like Rockhold and, and Jacare, I don't think they see Israel as that big of a threat. No. No. I think they see it But then that, maybe that's their mistake. You know? That's what makes it f- exciting though, because that's when someone does get turned off within two seconds. Yeah. Like the TJ and Sehuda when we're saying you expect and we, we stayed up to watch it mm. and it was like twenty seconds long. I don't see that happening with either of these. I don't think it's gonna be a flash thing like that. No. No,
1: I don't think so. It'd be interesting, but I would like to, see I, I like under to some, go a bit longer. Yeah, I'd like to see Adesanya under some pressure. I'd like to see what he does <clears throat> with pressure, especially wrestling pressure. Because if the questions if he gets a first round knockout. The questions going into his next fight are going to be all about, you know, what he can do against a high-level grappler. Yeah. You know, because I think Gastelum will be able to test him. I think he'll be able to clinch him, work him up against the fence, crowd him, make it, like it's like you said, make it ugly, make yeah, it dirty. Definitely. How are you picking it?
0: It's one of them. I think, if it's Adesanya, I think it's going to be something ridiculous. Some, like, Vito Belfort, Anderson Silva front kick, just a, <laughs> oh shit, he's off. Or it's going to be Kelvin just mauling him. Mm-hmm. Just like like he's trying to control an oversized spider, just pulling every leg on him, <laughs>
1: just like trying to
0: bundle him up. Do you know what I mean? I, I can yeah. just see him just- Like he's trying to take a tent down in a storm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Trying to take a tent down <gasps> with, them, with them springy pegs. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to, yeah. But it's, I, I think you're right. I don't think there's going to be the same sort of intimidation or the same sort of mind games going into it because I don't think Kelvin's going to get pulled into like a- yeah. He knows what he's here for, yeah. And I think, legit, I think he knows it's his time for his shot. If it's his interim or whatever it is, it's he knows he's he's up there. He's not not got there out of not trying. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I think if Kelvin gets it, he's either lying on him and just smashing into pieces, yeah, or Israel's just got some mad distance and manages to catch him with something, gives him the chicken legs.
1: Mm. I, th- I think Astolom might do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards <clears> him. I, I like a bit of a a bit of a wild card though, and that. I mean, like you said, a lot of people didn't expect Gastelum to beat Hall. And, no. and I feel like this is kind of setting up to be a very similar circumstance where everyone's really high on Adesanya. Yeah. They're expecting big things from him and people are a little bit overlooking Gastelum. Even though, even though the body of work he's put in yeah. at middleweight has been impressive.
0: Well, it's the same as is, uh, Poirier. Uh, we're pretty much overlooking him to a degree.
1: I think a lot of people are are, are caught up in the excitement of Holloway moving up a weight class as well
0: I just love seeing someone get beat and not in a bad way I just like to see how they come back like when GSP got beat just to see how he comes back man. Mm. when Anderson Silva got beat I know it was unfortunate because it was a leg break on the way back but it was always
1: that what the
0: fuck's going to happen when you get beat? Yeah, And when they do, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like when How are you Randy- going to deal with that? Yeah. Same as
1: McGregor when he fought uh, Diaz, though. That yeah. was one of the most but impressive things about his career. To specifically state, you know I'm mean? coming
0: back at that weight class that I got, that I lost at, that, yeah. I, that I ran out of energy. But it's like when Randy came back to fight Tim Sylvia. One of the greatest inside leg kicks overhand rights you've ever seen <sighs> in your life. And I know Tim Sylvia looks like a, a redneck derp. <laughs> But he was fucking, he he fucked people up, man. That's he beat mean. Anderson twice. He beat, um, what? That's me. <laughs> what, uh, an oversized derp? <laughs> yeah, he went, derp. He's <laughs> a bit special. But he was, a, he was a decent fighter at the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What was he, six foot nine? Yeah, he was a big old lad. And I mean, he's, and he's beat a lot of people. Yeah. So when Randy came back and did that, you're like, holy shit. He's come back from all this adversity, being sparked by Chuck twice, and he's fucking... Because he didn't like the heavyweight division, mm. he looked at it and went,
1: no, that's not I right. can do that. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about coming back from adversity then, the next fight down the card, both fighters are coming off a loss. Uh, well, Ari Anders is coming off two losses. He's coming off that short that short notice fight against uh, uh, Santos, remember, where he, he stepped in late notice. Yeah. And just couldn't... Didn't pull. Couldn't get up after the third round. Yeah. Um, and then he went back down to middleweight and fought Theodora and lost a split decision. And just didn't look... No. He just didn't look himself. I mean, first of all, going, going back down to middleweight, I think was a, was a mistake. I think, he's a, I think he's a light heavyweight. You look at the size of the yeah. guy. This is the weight class for him. And he's, he's fighting someone that is also coming off a loss, but someone that a lot of people were underestimating going into the, uh, the Gokan Saki fight in particular. Mate. Like Roundtree has got some got some big power. It's just he got kind of caught up in that Johnny Walker storm in his last fight and got caught with a with a big yeah, shot. Yeah, that was a
0: big shame. Not for Johnny Walker, but I mean to, for
1: for Roundtree and his and his progress because he was on a three fight win streak at that yeah. point. Like if he'd have stopped Johnny Walker, that would have really cat, catapulted his name. But unfortunately, it's you know he was he, it he became a stepping it. stone a little bit.
0: I don't think he was even stopping Johnny Walker. I think it was showing up and putting something in. So you mm. can say, yeah, he
1: got stopped. But do you
0: remember when he did? Yeah. Because yeah. unfortunately, it wasn't, I'm not saying it's deer in headlights. It? And I, I, yeah, no one's been able to touch Johnny Walker. It's very similar to the John Jones thing. Mm. Very similar to the when he fought Stefan Bonner and all these guys and just started going up the up the tree to, to what people and no yeah. one was touching him. Ryan Bader didn't touch him. Stefan Bonner didn't touch him. No one touched John, John Jones on the way up. And it's the same as Johnny Walker. But the problem is, is because he's gone from like, Saki knockout which was insane no one expected that Mm -hmm. because his debut was batshit crazy and he was looking like he was going to do it again and then Khalil Rountree just turned him off yeah so to to walk into Johnny Walker is really unfortunate
1: yeah so it's um, I I, I can't I'm leaning towards Khalil Rountree in that one but I'm I'm kind of, I kind of don't know because I don't really know. I don't really feel like we've seen the best of either of these guys yet. Particularly no. Eric Anders, I, I think now moving up to light like heavyweight permanently, I think, I think we'll get to see him kind of explore what he's capable of a bit more. But I, I don't. Even with Roundtree, even in the Gokansaki fight. I watched. I remember watching it back and thinking to myself. I still only feel like he's in third gear. Yeah. I feel like he's a lot better than this. He didn't
0: look like he intended to knock him out. No. But he no. did. I know he did knock him out. I know he caught him flush. But he didn't look like it was like. But he then was-
1: no. But I mean, the thing is, he's not a lifelong martial artist, is he? So he's still picking up the trade as he's going. Yeah. I think what he, I think the skills that he has picked up since he started has been, you know, he's, he's, he's impressive. He's, yeah. It's seen him a long way. This next fight down though, Alan Jaban against Dwight Grant is going to be. Do you remember Dwight Grant's uh, fight on um, the, his last fight against Carlo Pedasoli where I he pu- punched on, him so Pedasoli was coming in with a kick and Dwight Grant punched his mouth guard out of his mouth across. and Pedasoli spun around and landed on the floor and then like kept trying to fight on even though he, he, the, the referee had stopped think, it Yeah,
0: I will check it in a minute It I was watch it. I'm pretty sure. I really would have definitely punch. seen it Yeah, yeah four, 4 minutes fi- 59 that a, yeah, Boy, Imagine that Yeah. Just let it go boys Yeah. Let
1: yep. it go and oh right. <laughs> that I was very impressed with him because he because he was a lot more patient in that fight than he had been in his previous ones. Yes. Like I mean, you know, I think Pedasoli was expecting him to come out a bit more aggressive and then when he was hanging back, that's why Pedasoli was starting to get a bit more Yeah, oh, jump especially yeah. 10 seconds to go. Exactly. you hear that 10 sec- That's that's a Fine. killer, right? Boop.
0: <laughs> that's but the it. actual sound effects just that for is
1: it. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I I used to train with Alan Ban back in the day in um in California and He's always been a he's always been a, a, a tough round of sparring, but since he joined the UFC, he's gone from strength to strength. He's had a couple of tough ones, obviously, but like his fight against Mike Perry was wicked. I love
0: that dude. Awesome,
1: good well, elbows, really good elbows inside. Yeah, like if if he can crowd uh, uh, Dwight Grant up against the fence and start working some of those muay Thai elbows and knees, definitely. I just, It's it's the it's the strike for strike long range that I don't don't think he wants to play with in this one. Well, yeah, I think I'm sure he's like a tenth planet brown belt as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I was going to say. I mean, he's lost a gunny and lost a Nico Price, which after Nico Price's last performance, that was fucking slick. It's like, Mm. what are you nearly dead? Yeah, (laughs) throw another one, smash, (laughs) (laughs) fucking wins. So it was beyond impressive. I mean, he's beat Ben Saunders obviously Mike Perry I, we need Mike Perry and just Gagey on every card is that oh. not a thing we can just do against each other no be a great catchweight like, <laughs> like some tournament style like obviously <laughs> I'm doing this thing at the minute I'm on like UFC 24 it's all tournaments it's like 17 fights in a night and it's the same fucking name keep coming up but I'd like to I think we should have Gagey and, and Perry just on every card Yeah, cowboy drops in every now and again <laughs>
1: do you know what <laughs> I mean
0: but the thing is Alan Jubin he's been around forever man Mm. He's, he's always been impressive he's never he's never been really in a boring fight
1: he's never been in a boring fight no, no. and he's chiseled to fuck look at him dude he's a model he's I like, know he, yeah and he a Ralphie model or something something like that yeah something like that we could all be models <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think so I haven't got the face for especially it. especially when it though. says the outlaw yeah <laughs> yeah super sleek. Um Nikita Krylov against Ovin St. Prue. oi oh most head um, Who are you going for that? Well, that's a rematch. If you remember, the first time they fought, uh, Ovin St. Pru caught him in a, um, a von uh, von Flucho. I keep I saying von Pru. Pru now. Yeah, yeah. Um, caught him in a von Fluchoke up against the fence. Yeah, filth. But then um, Nikita Krilov didn't renew his UFC contract, if I remember right, just because he was on a good win streak, and then he and then he lost to Serkinov and didn't renew his contract. Signed with Fight Nights Global. Yes. And then had, what, four fights? No, three fights with them. Yeah. But his last fight for them, because I remember researching it ahead of the, the Wachowicz fight. Um, He took on Maldonado, you know, the heavyweight boxer that fought yeah. uh, Mieczek and... Uh, yeah, that's him. That B um, Fido. Sorry, Russia. We, we discussed this last, last we time, did. didn't we? And we've not we've not had any weird knocks on the door from any dangerous looking people, so... No. Yeah, so you, so you can I'm still being, say I am being followed by
0: uh, a <laughs> blacked out Corsa.
1: It's weird <laughs> they'd use that, but fair enough. Um... He looked really good when he was outside the UFC. He got he got three stoppages, four stoppages. Um But then when he came in against Bajavic, I thought that was going to be a really tight fight. I thought that was going to be a real competitive one to a decision. Bajavic looked
0: dynamite. Really good. Yeah.
1: And I think, this is what I was just about to say about OSP,
0: sometimes, and we've said this before, you just wake up and you're feeling it and you're on it and you know it's good and, and everything's in the right place. Everything's feeling good. OSP seems to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I think you could sit down with Bruce Buffer and get a 10 second interview with Bruce just to say, is it on? Because Bruce is the last person to see it uh-huh. deep in their eyes. And he's, t- he's said this a number of times, you can tell. And he's seen the killer instinct in OSP and he's seen that, oh fuck.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like eyes. when he fought Jimmy Manoa. Dude. You can see the way he He literally was just part. like,
0: go on then, knock me out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I mean, Jimmy had rattled him early, yeah. but to just stand there and wait for it and I don't know I don't know if it's that when he gets that bit of momentum if he starts and he's got that bit of momentum like, like against Shogun and he's just running on to stuff and he's he's always looked dangerous but you can always tell there's there's a definite like it's a good day bad day thing mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's, it's you never know which one's going to turn up and it seems to be that seems to be the the downfall like when he turns up he's all over it yeah because I mean he went five fives with John
1: yeah yeah yeah. So I think he's a good athlete. I think he's a dangerous athlete, and I think with the skill set that he's got, I think he's gone kind of similar to um, um, uh, Khalil Roundtree. You know what I mean? He's got a a, a very he's got a fairly elementary skill set, but he's doing a really good job with it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that Ovin Saint Brew does really well is really awkward. Yeah, like most of the knockout punches are. On one leg, moving backwards, yeah. punching at weird angles and stuff. But the reason he, he hurts people is because he's committing to the punches. The only thing I've seen him do really well consistently is the Von Flue choke. Yeah. So I don't know whether because he's already beaten uh, Krilov pretty comfortably with the Von Flue choke once before, he's going to start the fight with that confidence this time. Yeah. I wonder whether Krilov in his last fight against Buhaevich was kind of caught up in a. Now I'm back in the UFC. Yeah. I've, got to, I've got to perform this time.
0: So maybe this is that performance
1: you were expecting last time. Maybe. He's going to come out and maybe. steamroll him. Yeah, because that would have been eating away at him for a, a few months now. Are there any other fights on the card you want to talk about? I, I mentioned Zalim and Madayev last last week. That's going to be great. Bilal Mohammed against Curtis Milender is going to be... That's it. going to be good. But uh, uh, mohammed has got to get inside fast on that one. The last thing he wants is to be on the outside of Millender. Do you remember T? Who used to be a part of Roughhouse? Yes, Tamai. he made me tie. He made his, me his gloves once. Dude, he was like, like he reminds me of, of Curtis Millender. Like, he was one of those guys when you when you're fighting him, when you're sparring him. It doesn't matter what part of his body you hit; it feels like a corner and something else. is It feels like back. an edge. Like you've just kicked an elbow. Yeah. And, and like with Bilal Muhammad, he's. I mean, he's quite a lot shorter in stature. He's got to move inside fast and start boxing up his body. I think Big bring time. his head down, boom. Yeah. yeah I can see that should we get into book club
0: let's well, should, do you want to explain a bit of book cl- club book <laughs> club <laughs> do you want to explain book
1: book club <laughs> book plug, but plug do- <laughs> <dot com. laughs> Um sure no you go for it what, do you, want, you got asked you got asked didn't I who, who asked you um, that's a good question someone sent me a message on instagram and asked if we can re- recommend a couple of books because there was a book I mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago and he went out and purchased it. Boom. Let me see if I can find where he is. Um,
0: Part Reptile, MMA and Me is available yes. on 4 collective.co.uk. <laughs> Some sign.
1: Louis De Pledge is his name. See, that like Pepe Louise. There we go. And and he, he, rec- he said that... Um, He's ordered the book of the samurai upon my recommendation and was wondering if we had more. He wants five books. Now I grabbed a couple of books straight away. You got your um, book. and you? you brought a book with you as well. Mm, so Apple. what we'll do is we'll every now and then we'll drop this into the show as like, you know, like Little Reptiles Book Corner.
0: Yeah. Do do So we, we can we can, have, we can have book corner. But I've, I've had this before. People try and make me look stupid and talk to me about educational things, right? So you came Re- ready like with, reading.
1: <laughs> so you came ready with a <laughs> book. F- I'm ready as fuck. Do you want me to show you my
0: books first. You show me your stuff okay. first because I'm I'm interested in uh, uh, in what, what you got for us. Well,
1: one of the books, one of the books is is the book that Lewis was talking about. This is probably my twentieth copy of this because I always buy them, read them, and then I'm talking to somebody as I'm coming to the last few pages, and I go, "Yeah, this is a really good book. You should." Hang on a minute. There you go, have it. And oh, I always end up buying myself new ones. So I've always got one that's got a brand new spine on it. So this is my replacement copy. But I've even got some, some highlighted pages in here still. Is there any pictures? There are no pictures. <laughs> there are no pictures. But it's, it's, a, it's just a really nice book to... Because I used to spend a lot of time on buses... Yeah. Going from one place to another. I didn't know you're a bus wanker. Well, I couldn't. I didn't have a. I didn't. I didn't have a driving license until I was like 20, 22. Because cool. I just didn't take my lessons because I was always training. Too busy. Too busy. Too busy for this shit. Exactly. So I ended up. Um, I ended up spending a lot of time on buses, which gave me a lot of time to read, which was nice. And the good thing about this book is it's all little bite sized bits, so you can just read a little bit and uh, never lose your place. Which is why I have a train ticket in the back of mine still. like that From the last there time. You go. So that's the book. Now, I call it the Book of the Samurai. It does have another name, which is? Hagakure. Yeah, right. Hagakure. It's a Japanese word. It's by Yamamoto Tsunamoto. And if you don't want to read the book and you really want to be lazy and you just want to be entertained, watch Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai by, uh, with uh, not Robert Whittaker, Forrest Whittaker. Yes. I always get the two mixed up. <laughs> Can you do crazy eye <laughs> with uh, Forrest Whitaker because this is the book that the movie's about. He's like he follows the the code of the samurai, which and is this a is the book that he quotes. Uh, DVD artwork on the video yeah. box. it's like white and smoky. Love it's it. Cool it's spot. a great movie. And then my other book, which is kind of a predictable one, I suppose if people know me. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Eww. Hunter S. Thompson. I mean, it is just read the book, then read it again, and then watch the movie in that order. In that order. Okay. Because the book's slightly different, he goes off on a couple of different tangents, and he explores a few, a few different. You know, it, it's it's worth it's worth, especially if you like the movie, read the book.
0: See, I like people reading stories to me. I did your audio book on the way to Glasgow right. and back, and I listened to it because I had it on Audible.
1: I'm going to try and read it myself next time.
0: Yeah, I think it would be good because the problem is I know you well enough to know that wasn't you. Yeah.
1: Whereas I think some people would have been like, oh my god. Yeah, Dan's just rubbing this. I did try. Like, the th- the I thing imagine is, how I did try. Was. Yeah, we actually, Lacey and I sat in my office for a, for a good few hours, and I read the first four chapters. But there, there's just maybe, maybe if I got past the, the more difficult chapters, it'd yes. be all right. But there were just there were some chapters where I struggled. a Them long yawns. Like, oh, yeah, was, oh, yeah, oh, no. yeah. And it is a long, it I'm is a, an arduous task crying. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would like to next time though. I think I think for all future books, I'll read my own. Definitely, and.
0: I think there's there's a certain, it's I can't remember who I've listened to before. I think it might have been Ricky Gervais or uh, Kevin Hart or something like that. But when you hear someone saying it themselves, and you're like, oh my God. Mm. And you can get that emotion. And obviously, like you said yourself, there's a lot about your family, your grandparents, you know, influencers and other things that came through that. That I can remember driving down. I'm in tears because your granddad was so similar to my granddad. And obviously we've got a lot of similarities family-wise. I'm driving back from Glasgow in this fucking snowstorm. <laughs> Just with tears coming down my face. I'm ringing like, motherfucker. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I've been on the road for 12 hours listening to this fucking book. But it was... It, milking cows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my audition for Willy Wonka. But it's... um Yeah. So I, I like people reading stories to me. I like reading books to the kids because I can do voices and stupid shit like that. But I've never been a big reader. No. But I always think it's one of them that people try and catch you out with if you're a twat at a social event. Uh, oh, read any good books recently? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you brought a book. I have bought a book. And I've bought a book because I didn't want to be left out of the book club. And to be fair, I thought you're not going to show me up, motherfucker, when you're asking for recommendations on All books. Right. And it's not Spots First Walk and it's not dr dot, dot it is a book that i actually i bought this for my kids but i also bought it for my very good friend that i used to work at egg with tony and he's very typically um he's quite middle class i'd say he's very he's, he's quite well to do doesn't swear a lot especially not around the children and and that. they they're good people really good people so i bought them this book that immediately got banned <laughs> <laughs> because uncle owen's not a good influence on his children.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah, so basically, the book... Are you going to read us a bit of the book? I'm
0: going to show you the book. The book is called The Story of the Little Mole Who Knew It Was None of His Business. <laughs> now, that's exactly what you think it is. I don't know if you can see that on the camera. I'll bring it up to the camera real quick.
1: I thought this was a hat that looked like a shit. Until Owen brought it with me... Uh, brought it with him today, and it actually took... Well, I won't read the... Won't okay. read the surprise. So... That the hats are shit.
0: This is a straight <laughs> gangster revenge it tale. All right? You might think it's a kid's book. Ooh, sorry. But basically, my mate, Mr. Mole, wakes <laughs> up one morning with a length on his
1: head. Hang on. A length of what? A turd. Okay. Now... We need a clarification there.
0: The whole book... <laughs> This could be like a Scorsese gangster film right. of just mad revenge. Because basically, he's woken up and someone's taking a shit on his head. <laughs> and he's gone, what the fuck? That's not cool. The fuck? So he then spends the next however many pages rocking up to each person, each animal. You've got all sorts in there. Pigeons, horses, donkeys. And they're like, yo, you done this? And they're like, it's not me, mate. I do it like this. And then they proceed to show him how they do the poos. So... Look, here's a pigeon. Did you do this on my head? He asked the, pit, the dove who was flying past. Me? How could I? i do it like this. And splish plish, a, wa- a moist white blob landed on the ground right next to the little mole. His right leg was splashed with white. So, basically... Who the fuck writes this stuff for kids? A genius, that's who. So, then we get the horse. They're so, like so,
1: so last week you were encouraging people to bite their children and this week you're encouraging them to yeah, have to read stories about shit to them
0: it's all natural dude organic
1: is it organic <laughs> shit so look and all the time this mole's walking around with the shit on his head he's just carrying it for on. comparison just, just be like easy don't touch it just remember i need it
0: for comparison how baked does the goat look the goat doesn't look baked, <laughs> it <looks mad> baked.
1: <laughs> I, I have been that baked yeah
0: and we've all been there in fact so-
1: it looks more baked on the next page <laughs>
0: what, when he's taking a shit? Yeah. <laughs> Push it out. And plippity-plop, a pile of toffee-coloured little balls tumbled onto the grass. The little oh, mole found them almost appealing. On. So, I'm not going to ruin the end, but I can see it's Pacino... going to
1: shit, of course. I
0: can see... Imagine Joe Pesci as the mole. Or Danny DeVito as the mole.
1: Danny DeVito Just as the fucking... mole. He was at Cage Warriors the other week. Really? I know Mystery's upset now. He wasn't there. Me too. That was before the Raptors got involved. We could have yeah, seen yeah. Frank Danny from came to Always
0: Sunny. Motherfucker. Which Danny DeVito would you like to meet? Would you like to meet Danny DeVito of Twins, Matilda, Always Sunny? Always Sunny. You want to meet Frank? Mm-hmm. Frank's going to get you into trouble, dude. Perfect.
1: I need thing. to catch up on that. I watched the first sort of like five episodes. Mate, he's a he's a bad
0: influence, man. He's, he's a he's a good guy, but yeah, he gets him into a lot of shit. I need to catch good up show. on it. It's a really good show, but that's that's my book. I've got book. others, but that's a, others. that's are, about are they all the all of the same vein. Yeah, pretty much poo related, or yeah. I mean, I've got the Gruffalo. I've got a lot of them ones. I can I can read them. You but you
1: do a Gruffalo voice, can't you? You were saying that the other
0: day. I do when I read it to the kids. I, I can. I try and so not for the podcast. I, I can do. I mean. I can't even think how it goes. bring that for next time. Yeah, okay. That can be next week's book
1: for you. Yeah, no worries. Yep.
0: I'll bring the gruff loan. He yeah. has come to join us. You're going for a fucking ruby then, man. <laughs> you fucking jerk forward. <laughs> <laughs> you look like an invisible person Slap the back of your head.
1: Shit me up. Cool. All good? Yeah, I can't think if there's anything else we need to mention, my dude. I feel good. Check out fourreactscollective.co.uk. We've yeah. got uh, a comp on this weekend, haven't we, for we're the we We're going to have a
0: comp, on, yeah, cuz it's Thursday now. So what we're going to do, what we're deciding. Oh. Let's have if we do, should we have four codes, each of them, so there's Poirier um, yeah. or Dustin, Max, and Gastelum and Israel. Basically, there'll be a code for each. So if you want to buy something, you get, is it 10% off, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Get 10% off, but then the one you choose, so you have to make a decision of who you're choosing. And if it's going to be Max, that gets put into a draw. So then all the p if Max wins... All the people that chose Max go into a draw and what's the guy's name that won before the Instagram competition? Was it Sam Law?
1: Yes, it was. Fuck
0: me. Why do I remember that?
1: Because you've got a weird brain like that. Shout out to Sam Law. So we'll have a comp on this week. So check out Full Retail Collective. I'll put it on my Twitter as well on my Instagram. Yes, and we'll do and, that. And um, cool. All right. That's it, dude. Enjoy the fights. In a have a good weekend. It can do something no other
0: kind of lizard can do. It can run continuously for a very long time. And that enables it
1: to become an endurance hunter chasing down its prey